Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos Podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go. Fantasy Football Sackos, your host, Jason Shellcross, Alex Krobe, minus Jason this week, who is celebrating his anniversary out in Hawaii. I'm sure he's very interested in hearing this because he does all the editing for our podcast and is probably absolutely shocked that there was even an intro to this audio. Hopefully, I don't know. I haven't put it in yet. I'm hoping I can do it at some point. If there's an outro, even better. Fantastic. So yeah, Alex here flying solo this week. Uh, only the second time that the Sackos have not been together. The first time was after uh, my little girl was born. Uh, we had somebody sit in for us or sit in for me with Jason um, after one episode of him doing a mock draft and mocking me the whole time, which was complete BS. So here I am talking about week number three waivers after kind of a weird Sunday where, you know, the first games you're kind of looking at your teams and there's no offense the first half of basically like any of the first games on Sunday. And People are starting to get dinged up and hurt, and it's like, oh, crap, what a weird week. So if you're 2-0, congratulations. If you're 0-2, that's all good. We got some some waivers for you to hopefully help out your team. Uh, but first, before we do that, I did want to talk about our sponsor, which is Manscaped. So support for the Fantasy Football Sackos is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. With the road dog, Jesse Jane. I'm just kidding. No uh, no DX puns here. Uh, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth, not first, not second, not third, but fourth, four times, four times, four times, fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. Uh, if you go to manscaped.com and use the promo code SACOS. It saves you 20% off your order. You get free shipping worldwide at manscaped.com. Um, I, I was at a wedding this weekend, uh, and, the, and that's the reason why Jason's not here, is uh, we were celebrating his one-year anniversary to his lovely wife. And uh, so if my voice is a little hoarse, uh, it's because, uh, you know, Don't Stop Believing and some Bon Jovi and Mr. Brightside got to your boy, uh, your boy's voice a little bit. It's still wrecked two days later. Uh, but somebody's uh, somebody's wife was commenting that they actually bought the lawnmower 4.0 uh, based on our ad read, which thank you very much. It's fantastic. And she said he used it on his face immediately. Uh, and I will not name names because uh, I don't do that. Uh, but come on, man. That's not what it's for. It's not for your face. It's for that groin region. Shave that up. Get it real nice. Uh, but it's fantastic. Uh, me and Jason both got one. Uh, could not recommend it more. Um, and your balls will thank you for shaving them with this fantastic razor. That's got like a little guard on it to make sure you don't get nicked. Um, just simply fantastic. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code SACOS, 20% off free shipping. Manscaped.com. Again, that's the promo code SACOS, S-A-C-K-O-S. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. So here we are, week number three. Unbelievable, honestly where uh just it goes by so quick like i'm 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 not sad that the season's ending already because it's not clearly not over i'm probably more sad that i 
bet overs and uh, gambled this weekend and just got destroyed. But that's not why you're here. So first off, we're going to talk about uh, quarterbacks. We're going to run down some running backs, wide receivers, uh, talk about a tight end, kind of. And then uh, after my abysmal defense uh, recommendation last week of the Arizona Cardinals, I'll throw another one at you guys uh, before we get going. So quarterbacks to recommend. Um, the first one's got to be Justin Fields. Um, just for the sheer fact of, of his legs and everybody, you know, he's a rookie quarterback. Everybody wants to think he's going to be very good. Me personally, as a Bears fan, I didn't think I would see him this early. Um, I'm not super happy that Andy Dalton got hurt just because Justin Fields was a little rough around the edges on Sunday. If you look at it statistically, uh, he did throw a very bad interception on a uh, like a zone blitz uh, where one of the defensive linemen or linebackers was up at the line of scrimmage, kind of came out and took his hot read away uh, through a bad interception. But Justin Fields threw some great balls on Sunday that were not caught. Uh, one by Daryl Mooney, Darnell Mooney, uh, which was about, I don't know, it was like 25, 30 yards on the field that just glanced off his hands. And then Allen Robinson dropped a like a 40-yard touchdown that literally went right through his arms that uh, I think uh, he would say that he should catch, I don't know, 99, 100% of the time. So Justin Fields is currently rostered in 48.4% of leagues. Uh, his schedule upcoming um, is at Cleveland, home against Detroit, at uh, the Vegas Raiders, home against Green Bay, at Tampa Bay, home against San Francisco, and at Pittsburgh. That looked a lot worse like two weeks ago than it does right now. Um, Green Bay can get thrown on. Tampa Bay's defense, uh, yeah, they shut out the Falcons essentially this weekend. Um, but Sa- San Francisco doesn't look super intimidating. Um, I know they held Jalen Hurts, but that was kind of a weird uh, weird game where nobody could really get anything going. And then at Pittsburgh, um, I-, I actually don't think is – terrible but either way that schedule is not great but it's not as bad as i thought it once was so owned in 48.4 percent of leagues um i i think that you got to spend five five percent of your budget on him if you don't have a quarterback just because the upside is there i will say that matt Nagy has come out and said that if andy dalton is healthy that he will be the starter when he's healthy so you have to temper your expectations a little bit um with that if, if you're set at quarterback, I probably wouldn't be spending any fab on Justin Fields and maybe just try to add him under the radar with a zero bid if, if you're set with like a Prescott or Jackson or Murray or whoever that is. Uh, make, you know, see if it lines up bi-week wise uh, to potentially roster him with a, with a zero bid. Next up is, I can't believe I'm talking about this guy, but Daniel Jones? Dr. Jones? Unbelievable. Daniel Jones uh, kind of is remarkably consistent quarterback four so far on the year quarterback four Daniel freaking Jones he looked the best that I think he's ever looked on that Thursday night game against Washington Uh, and everybody thought Washington's defense was very good right like we think about the fact that Daniel Jones has gone against Denver and against Washington so far which I think everybody going into the season would say those are probably two top 10 defenses in the NFL, maybe a little bit higher depending on on what you think they're going to end up doing this year. But Daniel Jones against Denver, uh, 267 yards of touchdown, six carries, 27 yards, and a rushing touchdown. 
at Washington on Thursday night, 250 yards passing, uh, and basically like a 69% uh, completion percentage, uh, 68.8%, which is pretty nice. Uh, he had nine carries for 95 yards and a touchdown. Um, in four points for a passing touchdown league, um, his fantasy points were 21.3 and 29.4. I mean, if he's going to keep running the ball like that, uh, six carries and nine carries respectively, um, those are nice rushing numbers that you can subs- like sustain. And if he's going to get five, five to ten carries a game, all of a sudden, is Daniel Jones like a quarterback one? Like, is, is that possible? Quarterback four so far this year. Um, his schedule upcoming is tasty. Home against the Falcons at New Orleans, which... I don't know what was going on with New Orleans this week other than COVID just destroyed their coaching staff. At Dallas, which is f- like more than okay. Uh, home against the LA Rams, which, eh, not a big fan of that. And then home against Carolina. So he, he's got two pretty good games in there with uh, Atlanta and at Dallas uh, two of the next three weeks. Uh, again, if you're struggling for a quarterback, Daniel Jones, quarterback four, and he does have weapons. I mean, Evan Ingram isn't playing. Uh, he's got Slayton, who caught a touchdown. You got Kenny Galladay, who's bitching on the sideline because he's dropping balls and um, hasn't been good for a couple of years now. And uh, you want to talk about somebody we're going to talk about in a little bit is Sterling Shepard, um, who's just been really, really good um, through two weeks. So, yeah, feel free to sprinkle a little bit on Daniel Jones uh, if you're hurting at the quarterback position. It seems like he's going to be more than viable going forward. Um, with a somewhat improved offensive line, you saw what uh, what happened when he had some time in the pocket and he was dissecting the Washington football team defense, which is super surprising to me. All right, other quarterbacks that maybe you should or should not care about, depending on your situation. One is Derek Carr, quarterback uh, eight so far this year. He's only rostered in 16.6% of leagues. Uh, another guy where he went up against what people would consider to be two pretty decent defenses and came out looking okay, uh, where he went uh, against Baltimore week one and the Steelers in week two, um, 24 points basically each week, uh, 435 yards passing week one, 382 yards passing week two, uh, two touchdowns in both. He did have a pick against Baltimore. But yeah, I mean, Derek Carr with Henry Ruggs and – Edwards and Waller, like, I don't know. He's fine. Quarterback eight. Um, schedule upcoming is home against Miami, who got uh, pretty dismantled uh, last week uh, against Buffalo. At the Chargers, home against Chicago, at Denver, and then against Philly. Um, so not a great schedule upcoming. So if he gets through there and, you know, wide receiver, or sorry, in quarterback 12 position or so, uh, he's doing pretty good. So I think he's a zero add. Uh, I don't think you have to go spend on him, but uh, somebody that should be on your radar. Uh, and then this is a, a Jason pick um, is Trey Lance. Still only rostered in 26.5% of leagues. Uh, Jason did say that he thought he would be a top 10 quarterback once he starts playing. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has not looked like world beater sort of thing. So I, I do think that at some point, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo uh, will cede to Trey Lance and be viable um, 
as a potential starting quarterback on your roster. So if you have room uh, and you don't want to pick up a backup running back for a week, uh, Trey Lance is sitting out there. All right, on to running backs. Um, I just want to say, man, it is crazy the amount of injuries that there have been at the running back position so far. And I know it's only, I, you know, it's week three. Some of these are preseason, but like still, Mostert's gone, Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Travis Etienne, Cam Akers, Justice Hill. Just, just messy. And now like, you know, Mitchell's heard after Jason went and spent all 99 of his fab dollars on, on Mitchell last week, Elijah. And, um, you know, he looked fine, but now he's dinged up. And my God, I don't know if you saw the Trey Sermon injury. Um, and I, I'm not saying you should seek it out because it's brutal, but my goodness. I mean, he basically took a forearm shiver to one side of his head. When he's going to the ground, somebody hit the top of his head, so his neck like jammed down, and then he rammed his his skull into the ground on the way down, and obviously was concussed. Grabbed his head, dropped the ball immediately. Um, so, welcome to the NFL, Trey Sermon. Just terrible, terrible injury luck uh, for the Forty Niners. As I'm recording this. I still don't think that there's anybody else to pick up for the 49ers. Check Schefter's Twitter feed. Um, there's players visiting um, them that I guess are speculative ads. Um, and I, I will have who I think you should uh, add for the 49ers here in a little bit. Um, also this weekend, Derek Henry, he had more points in half PPR just in week two than every other running back through two weeks, which is probably, I guess, not super surprising, except for Christian McCaffrey, who had 7.7 points more than Henry did just yesterday in two weeks. I mean, he was off to a slow start, and all of a sudden, they're like, give him the ball. And they were throwing it to him, which is a very welcome sight for Derrick Henry owners. So congratulations uh, if you had Derrick Henry, I'm assuming that you won this week. And if you didn't, condolences. All right. As far as running back ads go, there's not the big injury that there was last week uh, looking at Elijah Mitchell, trying to figure out if Tyson Williams or Latavius should be added. Obviously, all of those people are well over 50%, which is kind of what we target our cutoff threshold at. So if you're like, hey, why aren't you talking about uh, Devonte Parker for a wide receiver. Well, it's cause he's owned in over 65% of ESPN leagues or something like that. So just FYI, 50% is kind of the cutoff. The, this is crazy that I'm even the just bizarro world through two weeks, right? I'm talking about Daniel Jones, at quarterback, and I'm talking about Cordero Patterson. What in the hell is going on? Uh, so Cordero Patterson's currently, uh, running back seven on the year that I mean 2021 it's given 2020 a run for its money uh Cordero Patterson was on the field for 35 percent of snaps yesterday against Tampa Bay um so he had seven carries for 11 yards and a touchdown he also had five catches for 58 yards and a touchdown uh dropping a 20 like essentially a 22 point week uh, and if your um, league has return yardage, he gets returns too because he, he returned a kick yesterday as well. So yeah, two touchdowns for Cordero Patterson. 
um, on 35% of snaps. He's, I guess, the big ad of the week from a running back position, which, okay. Um, I I don't think you need to spend anything on him. He's not playing enough to justify it. Um, somebody, If somebody wants to go berserker and spend on, on a backup running back slash scat back, I guess throw a couple bucks. Um, again, rostered 8% of leagues. I don't think you need to go crazy with Cordero Patterson. The other, I guess, somewhat injury-related news is uh, Daryl Henderson uh, has a rib cartilage injury, uh, which forced Sony Michelle into the game on Sunday uh, for a little bit. Um, not really any news. It kind of sounds like it's going to be like a pain tolerance thing for Henderson on how much he can handle. Um, but Sony Michelle. Um, Yes, he is owned in 67% of leagues, so it doesn't meet the 50, 50% threshold. But um, he would be the guy that's worth rostering if he's available in your league. I think you should go 5% of fab uh, on him um, because I, I don't we don't know if Henderson's going to play or not. Um, and it sounds like a rib cartilage injury could last for a little while. So if he's coming in and out of games or if he gets hit, hit again, um, then... You know, it's Sony Michelle's show, so he should definitely be added and rostered in more leagues. So I would I would throw five at him if he's available. Um, the other running back that that has looked really really good um, and is not injury related is Tony Pollard. Uh, he's running back nine on the year currently and played in thirty four percent of snaps this weekend against the Chargers. Um, if you watch him. And this is the same exact thing last year. If you watch him and you watch Zeke, there is one running back of the two who is more nimble, who's quicker, faster, electric, active, agile, brisk, energetic, nimble. And that's Tony Pollard. He looks just like he's hitting the hole with authority. And and Zeke looks fine. But my God, they're, they have got to be regretting that contract to Zeke, who is basically under contract for the next three years or four years at just some ridiculous money. And that's why teams should never pay running backs. But entirely different conversation. Um, we talked about him last week um, as a zero bid. Uh, he's rostered in 38.6% of leagues. Uh, he only played 34% of snaps. But, I mean, he had a great week last week. Uh, he had over a hundred yards, uh, on the ground did Tony Pollard. Um, he went 13 carries, 109 yards and a touchdown. He also had three catches for 31 yards a week after having four catches for 29 yards against Tampa Bay. So it sounds like he's going to stay involved in that high passing volume game that the Cowboys have. I do think that he's worth a couple bucks, um, if he is available in your league, again, rostered in only 39% of leagues, I think it's somewhere in the 5 to 10% range, honestly, um, just from my perspective, because RB9, he looks like he's the better back. I know Zeke is probably going to, you would think, get all the goal line touches, but Pollard had the touchdown last week. So um, I, I do think you should add him. Uh, hopefully you added him last week when we talked about him. Um, but So this week I do think you're going to have to spend a little bit to get him. Uh, other running backs that we talked about last week, uh, James White uh, is currently RB15 on the season. 
Uh, he is rostered in just 55, 56% of leagues. Uh, I've always loved James White. He's the, the guy that catches the passes out of the backfield and where um, they're going to go a little bit more conservative with with their quarter their rookie quarterback um, because Mac Jones, you don't want him to turn the ball over. So he's currently RB15. Damian Harris is RB16 in the same offense. Um, James White has six catches in both games so far this year. First game against Miami, six for 49. Uh, and then against the Jets, six for 45. James White kind of looks like he did a couple years ago. I know he had some family tragedy stuff uh, go on last year. Um, but James White looks like he's fully back, and he should be rostered. Uh, if he's available, I would throw a couple bucks uh, just so somebody can't get him with a zero bid. Uh, here is a uh, wonderful Houston running back update, I guess. So all of these guys, uh, so Mark Ingram currently leads them in carries. He's rostered in 34% of leagues. Philip Lindsay has a touchdown in both games. He's rostered in 40% of leagues. And David Johnson is rostered in 57% of leagues. Um, this past weekend, David Johnson led them in snap percentage of 43%. Philip Lindsay had 23% of snaps, and Mark Ingram had 31% of snaps. Um, I would not spend any fab on any of them. I would try to add them as zero, uh, zero dollar pickups. Uh, Mark Ingram, running back 27 so far this year. Philip Lindsay, running back 35. And David Johnson's running back 39. Um, it, listen, I... I don't know what you want to do with them. If, if David Johnson's going to play the most, I guess you want to pick him up and play him. Um, but at the same time, David Mills is their quarterback going forward. Now that, uh, uh, unfortunately, Tyrod Taylor uh, got his lung punch. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so he got dinged up and is going to be out a couple weeks, uh, they think. Um, so I... I don't – they're going to have to run the ball if they're going to do anything. Uh, and they're – like, their offense looked more than capable under Tyrod Taylor. Uh, it's not going to be capable under David Mills. Um, their upcoming uh, schedule is, is I would say, brutal if you are going to be starting running backs. Carolina Thursday night at Buffalo and then home against New England. Um Honestly, you can probably get away with not rostering any of them. But if you're in a tight spot, um, then I, I think David Johnson's probably the guy. Um, but again, I, I don't have don't have strong feelings uh, on any of those guys. All right, other running backs. J.D. McKissick, after a really good showing last year and kind of a clunker week one with only .8 points, uh, one carry for eight yards and then just nothing else. Uh, J.D. McKissick bounced back five catches, 83 yards. Uh, he caught five of six targets uh, and also sniped Gibson on the goal line uh, with a one-yard um, touchdown run uh, to close out the first half, uh, which is kind of kind of fluky, um, and I, I don't think you'll be seeing it that much. Um, McKissick's kind of a risky play going forward. Uh, he is rostering 42% of leagues, uh, but... Keep in mind, I mean, he was what a top fifteen back last year, um, and if they're if if Heineke is going to be checking down a lot, then J.D. McKissick probably should be owned. So he's currently RB twenty eight, 
uh, had 17 and a half points in half PPR uh, this week uh, after having kind of a long touchdown or a long uh, catch along the sideline on, on Thursday night. All right, uh, a couple other running backs to go through. Uh, after last week, let's talk about Kenneth Gainwell again. He is now rostered in 29% of leagues after not being rostered in 29% of leagues last week. Uh, if we take a walk down memory lane, uh, since Jason isn't here, let's uh, give him some crap, right? He uh, said, quote, I would spend Lat Murray level on him in the high teens, low 20s. Uh, his ownership percentage should go up to 50% or more. It, it didn't, in case you were wondering. It, it's not, not there. It's 29%. So, uh, disagree. Uh, I said you did not need to go over $1 to get him. I'm sorry. I might have told you too much because you could have gotten him for zero. Um, I did want to spend a couple minutes here uh, hanging out in the YouTube comments. Uh, so if you weren't aware, we do have a YouTube platform. You can look up the Fantasy Football Sackos. You type into Google, you can see it right on YouTube. We'd love if you subscribe to that. Uh, there's like 400 and some subscribers on that platform, which is super cool. Um, and generally, when Jason's around and he does all the editing again, uh, we generally put our top waiver wire picks uh, up on the website uh, of YouTube, the YouTube website. And uh, so ch check that out. Subscribe to that. Um, but yeah, Kenneth Gainwell, YouTube comments. Uh, somebody, somebody by the name of uh, Patrick Queenan uh, said he cleared waivers and he picked him up as a free agent. Gumshoe Radio commented that Alex with that wet blanket vibe, appreciate you Gumshoe, uh, nothing worse than a wet blanket, but a clean blanket is the best. Uh, Poke Root was a commenter. He said, quote, there's a 0% chance of getting him for $3. 0%. He will go for $15 or higher. And somebody replied to that comment, I got him for $5. I was the only bidder in a 14-team league. Now, I don't want to take a victory lap too much, although, let's be honest, I kind of am. Um, I, I do think he should be rostered going forward. Um, he did have six carries, uh, two catches this week in kind of a rough game against uh, the 49ers. Um, he should be owned in more than 29% of leagues. I think this might be your last chance to get him for a potential $0 or $1 or $2 bid before he kind of starts exploding. Keep in mind their next two games uh, at Dallas and then home against Kansas City, and we saw that Kansas City can't stop uh, anybody after watching them against Baltimore on Sunday night. So these next two weeks are going to be really tasty, and I do think Kenneth Gainwell um, will be a priority add next week. Um, so this is probably the last week that you have a chance to get him. So again, rostering 29% of leagues, um, he should be added if he's available in your league. Um, I would throw a buck or two just to make sure that you can get him. Um, but, but he should be added. All right. Um, couple other last minute running backs here before we move on. I've mentioned this last week. It should be mentioned again, Tariq Cohen. He's IR eligible. Uh, if you have an IR slot, He's owned in 4.5% of leagues. You should add him for $0 if you have an open IR slot or don't know what to do. Jets running back update. Yikes. Here we are again. Michael Carter uh, 
was kind of the running back to own for the Jets this week in, uh, I don't know, Zach Wilson just throwing interception after interception. Uh, Carter led uh, the backfield there. Uh, he had 11 carries for 59 yards, two catches for 29 yards, and a 9.8 uh, fantasy point effort in half PPR. Uh, he should be added uh, if he is available in your league. He's rostered in 40 or sorry in 54% of leagues. Uh, a lot of people dumped him um, week over week. Uh, his ownership percentage was down 14%. So if he's available, check him out. Um, potentially add him. Um, but that offense. Uh, Yikes, could be could be bad, but he'll have a couple good weeks. Uh, he's at Denver this week, which I I do not like. But uh, home against Tennessee at Atlanta, um, potentially playable. So he's a young guy, um, somebody with some some upside um, as a rook. So um, keep in mind, rookie running backs usually generally start coming on in the later half of the year. So you have to you have to look at him. He played forty six percent of the snaps for the Jets, and then. Uh, last running back ad uh, for me this week, if you have room, is Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, for the 49ers. So, again, as I mentioned previously, the 49ers are bringing in um, you know, all sorts of people. But Wilson recently resumed running. He's on the pup list. Um, he's expected to be around sometime in the midseason. We talked about how good the 49ers schedule is down the stretch and – who knows who's going to be healthy? Uh, so we might as well add every every running back that they have, especially if you have room and somebody's injured. Keep in mind, here's the end of their schedule. After they play the Rams in Week 10, Jacks at Jacksonville Week 11, home against Minnesota Week 12, at Seattle, at Cincinnati, home against Atlanta, at Tennessee, and then home against Houston in the championship round, Jeff Wilson should be added if you have room. All right, on to some wide receivers. Uh, Sterling Shepard uh, is still wide receiver 11 uh, after a great night uh, with Daniel Jones, kind of picking apart that Washington defense. Uh, He's still only rostered in 54.6% of leagues. Um, If he's available, um, we told you last week I, we, I would probably spend a couple bucks on him to add him just with how good he looked. I think he might be worth up to 10, 10% of your fab if you're hurting a wide receiver. Um, the first week he had nine targets. Week two, he had 10 targets. And uh, again, this week against Atlanta, at New Orleans, and then at Dallas the next three weeks. And if they're going to keep throwing, it seems like Daniel Jones has great uh, chemistry with Sterling Shepard, um, and he sh- he should be added in all formats, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, averaging um, just about 17 points a game in half PPR through the first two weeks. Um, somebody might argue with me that Rondale Moore might be a higher add. Um, I would rather take Sterling Shepard, who I know is the number one on that team, versus Rondale Moore, who is a rookie. He's coming on. We told you to add him last week at when he was wide receiver 45. Um, now, after exploding this week, seven catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown on eight targets against Minneapolis, the Vikings, after blowing the field goal. Sorry, Skeels. Um, just absolutely brutal um, 
Seven catches, eight targets, 114. He also had a kick return for 21 yards and three punt returns for 19 yards. He's kind of their do-it-all guy. And, at, you know, I feel like they're going to realize that A.J. Green is just toast, right? And Christian Kirk is good, but Rondale Moore is just electric, especially if they're going to try to man him up so fast, really good getting off the line of scrimmage. Um, so... All of a sudden, he's wide receiver 14. He's rostered in 19.2% of leagues. Um, and I like Sterling Shepard more for the rest of the season, but there's no denying that Rondale Moore is way more electric than Sterling Shepard. And I get if you want to put priority on Rondale Moore over Sterling Shepard. Um, how much from a fab perspective do you want to go? Because keep in mind, Christian Kirk had exploded week one. Week two, Rondale Moore explodes. Is it going to kind of pass around a little bit? I mean, maybe, but isn't there enough to go around for everybody? Um, at Jacksonville this week, um, and I, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to trade for Kyler Mur- trade you Kyler Murray, but their playoff schedule of at Detroit, home against Indy, and at Dallas – Ooh, that is that is really great. So, just for that reason alone, I, I think you can go up to you know five to ten percent for Rondale Moore. Uh, keep in mind, a hundred percent of your budget spread over sixteen weeks is six dollars a week. Um, so he he might be worth you know twelve to fifteen. Spend your two weeks fab on on a rookie with high upside. Also, somebody we talked about last week was KJ Osborne. Um, who, as of last week, was rostered in 0.1% of leagues after being wide receiver 36. So many people went out and added him that he's now rostered in 1.1% of leagues, and he is wide receiver 21 on the season. Targets week one was nine. Targets week two was six. He had 18 fantasy points in week two with 11 week one. He's been all over the place. Like he's playing a lot. Yes. He had a 64 touchdown, 64 yard touchdown from Kirk cousins in the first quarter. Um, their defenses are focusing on Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And with not really a legit tight end threat with Irv Smith being out, Kirk cousins is just like, all right, KJ Osborne. I'm cool. Like, I'll throw it to you. All good. So, currently wide receiver 21, rostered in 1.1% of leagues. I do think that to get him, that you might need to sprinkle a couple bucks on him now. Um, again, nobody knows who this guy is. So, it's one of those things where you can probably probably try to get away with a little less. Um, but KJ Osborne should definitely be added in all leagues, all formats. Um, just absolutely fantastic. Other wide receivers for you to consider. Um, yes, is over the 50% threshold, but Michael Pittman Jr. should absolutely be added after uh, facing a tough Rams defense. Uh, he put up 16.3 points, eight catches, 123 yards on 12 targets. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is if he's going to be targeted that much. So Michael Pittman Jr., uh, currently wide receiver 37, uh, rostered in 63% of leagues, I would add him um, if he is available. 
Wide receiver 32 uh, on the year is Tim Patrick, uh, who plays for Denver. He's a guy that's kind of been floating around um, last year where if he scored, he was great. And if he didn't, he'd get you like, I don't know, three to five catches and kind of like a, a yak guy with the yards after catch. Um, so, yeah, back-to-back games with a touchdown, four targets in each game, um, right at 11 to 12 points and half PPR. Um, just somebody to keep your eye on uh, with, with Teddy B. Um, obviously, Cortland Sutton blew up, which is really great to see. Um, kind of looking like he was that dude again after coming back from uh, all his injuries last year. Somebody else to keep your eye on. Hunter Renfro is currently wide receiver 45, um, but his targets the first two games were 9 and 7. Um, he has six catches for 70 yards week one, five for 57 week two against Pittsburgh. And again, if you're liking Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro is kind of like his – He's not as good as Wes Welker, obviously, but he's he's catching those those passes. He's almost he's he's basically like uh, Beasley is for Buffalo, except he's going to get more looks just because there isn't a Stefan Diggs on that offense. Hunter Renfro is only owned in six point five percent of leagues. Um, with those targets, if he's going to average eight targets a week, he's going to score a touchdown at some point on a with a quarterback that's thrown for over 360 yards both weeks. Um, so Hunter Renfro should be on your radar to potentially add as a zero claim um, because people are like, it's Hunter Renfro. I don't need to spend money on Hunter Renfro, and I get it. All right, other last, uh, last wide receiver here uh, is Jamison Crowder uh, from Jamison Money Crowder, as I like to call him. Uh, yes, he has not played a snap. Uh, yet this year he's been out both games. Um, he was set to make his debut and then kind of got held out. Um, he was on the COVID list, uh, after week one. Uh, and then they also said that his groin injury flared up, uh, and they held him out basically as a precaution. I think they knew they were going to get steamrolled by the Patriots anyway. So why, why risk it? Uh, Crowder's owned in 17.7% of leagues. And the only reason I bring him up, yes, it's a crappy offense. I know that. Um, but per NFL.com, Zach Wilson has thrown 30% of his passes to the slot. And that is where Jamison Crowder is going to be operating once he comes back. Um, so if you're telling me he's going to get like a 23 to 26% target share, I'll sign up for that. The game script is going to fit it. Um, they're going to throw. So Jamison Crowder, 17.7%. I think you should you should take a look at adding him. All right, on to tight ends. I I literally don't have a tight end to recommend to anybody because it's just a wasteland. The only thing that I could suggest for you to do is to see if you can't find a frustrated George Kittle owner out there who's maybe down on him a little bit. Um after week one, five targets, week two, four targets. Uh, he had 78 yards week one on four catches. He had 17 yards on four catches this week against Philly. If somebody's thinking about it, I'm just saying, we've talked about how good their schedule is. I referenced it earlier. If Trey Lance starts playing, they're going to focus more on Kittle. The only thing that really matters for George Kittle 
is that he's healthy, and it seems by all indications that he is. So I would maybe float out a feeler uh, and try to push the envelope before Kittle explodes. Um, that that's literally my only only idea when it comes to tight ends because all of the rest of them are are brutal. So if you didn't get if you did not get one of those top guys uh, that we were talking about, um, basically six six tight ends. Um, good luck to you. I, I doubt that you're going to be able to pry really any of the other uh, tight ends away from people. Kelsey's great. Waller's great. Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts. Uh, I'm fairly confident that somebody's not going to give up on Pitts yet. Uh, they they have to love that upside. And he seems like a guy that at some point he's going to explode. Um, eight targets week one, six targets week two. And then basically the only other tight end has been Gronk, which is hilarious. Uh, and no offense, been okay too. But yeah, I, I have nobody on the free agent wire uh, for you to pick up from a tight end spot. So sorry about that. And then the only other thing that I got uh, is after my uh, just abysmal uh, Cardinals recommendation after they got torched by Kirk Cousins and the Vikings uh, is to check out the Panthers defense. Um, they've been really, really solid so far. Um, they've been the second best defense in fantasy after uh, really destroying the Giants or sorry, the Jets in week one in New Orleans in week two. Uh, Jameis Jameis a little bit this week. Uh, they have at Houston on Thursday night football this week. Again, uh, who's their quarterback? Oh yeah, that's right. It's David Mills, their third round draft pick. Um, so I, I think that you could spend a, a buck or two on the Panthers defense cause they could potentially win you the week. They've been flying around the ball. Uh, it seems like Sam Darnold is, they're cool with doing shorter passes and, um, CMC looks back to full form. Um, so they can hold the ball and just let that defense fly around, uh, afterwards. So there we go. Week three waivers. We made it 40 some minutes of me just talking. Uh, again, happy anniversary to Jason and his beautiful wife, Katie. Uh, they're enjoying some time off in Hawaii. Um, I, I did want to talk real quick while uh, I have you here, just kind of about the podcast and just how honored I am that you guys are listening to us um, and and helping us out by using the promo code SACOS and Manscaped.com. Like, it is honestly like, I can't believe that we are sponsored by someone. I can't believe that we have 400 subscribers on YouTube. I can't believe that all time our podcasts have been downloaded 9800 times by people which doesn't include who's listening to us like it's very possible that after this week that we have over 10,000 uh downloads in our history of doing this for a year and a half and we we took those couple of months off during the off season this year to kind of recharge it is just so humbling and i cannot thank you guys enough uh from the bottom of my heart like I was at uh, Jason's celebration and somebody walked up. They're like, Hey, you're that other guy. Right. And I was like, you're damn right. I am. So it, it's really cool um, to kind of hopefully help you guys out. Try to win your, your leagues. Um, again, you can follow us on all social media accounts. Uh, we can be found at the FF Sackos pretty much everywhere. 
whether you're following us on Kesha's app, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, we're pretty much everywhere for you to, to check us out. Uh, and if I get this thing posted, it's an absolute miracle. So thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll be back next week with some more and more hot, hot week four. There'll be, it'll be week four in this house waiver wire. Uh, until then, um, thank you so much for listening and, uh, have a wonderful rest of your night. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.